0: Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, outreach of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos, along with Chippy the Chipmunk. Oh, my adoring fans. Get ready for a huge dose of reality and a huge dose of common sense. You said it, brother. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends, family, in-laws, outlaws, those who love me, those who hate me, those who despise me, and those who tolerate me. Hello. It's good to be back with you on this lovely Friday afternoon. It's 428 p.m. Friday, September 8th, at least at the time of this recording. Now, of course, when you listen to this, it will be well past 428, but nonetheless, this is when it's being recorded, just so you have that um, idea of when did he put this out? Well, 4:28 <laughs> Friday, September 20, 20- September 8. I'll get it out, ladies and gentlemen. I want to start this segment or this episode with a little bit of a story, and I want to lead into a um, article here on the Daily Wire. And my story has a little bit to do with this um, with this article in a roundabout way, and hopefully I can make it all make sense. Sometimes I get lost. I know, no, 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 I'm not Joe Biden. I don't have Biden disease. Uh, Sometimes I just get, (laughs) my brain takes me a thousand miles away. People hear me when I'm preaching and they call it a bunny trail. How many bunny trails are you going to go on? Well, as many as I want to, thank you very much. Now, where was I? (laughs) So... Um, I want to just tell you a little story about something that happened or something that I know of that happened many, 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 many years ago. I'm finally at that age where I can say many, many, many years ago, sometimes a few more minis in there. But what happened was that there was this couple that I knew and they were having some serious problems in their marriage and they split up. They were on the verge of divorce, but nonetheless, they split up and um, one of them, the man and and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to pick on ladies at all. It just happens to be the way this story unfolded. It could be the roles could be reversed, and often are anyways the you know the woman now, even today will admit she's the one that caused the split, and a lot maybe not all, but a lot of the friction in the marriage that led to the split and the man the gentleman wanted to work on their marriage and get back together. And so he was working on it, and she was working on pretty much being a jerk, (laughs) and he was trying to work on not being a jerk. Um, Now today, uh, that might be different, but nonetheless. So at the time, they were just having these difficulties primarily because of the woman and her mindset. And as I said, they were on the verge of divorce. The initial divorce papers were filed, and it got to the point where both the husband and wife uh, pretty much gave up hope on their marriage and um so it was a really strenuous time for uh near close to a year that this was going on uh, anyways in that time frame at one point the husband the man he got he heard uh I don't know if you call it a rumor somebody told him hey you know we saw so you know your your wife with so and so and everything and you may want to check into it it was it was another couple that this this couple had come to know and befriend and grow fairly close to or at least the husband thought so he figured well with everything that's going on and as crazy as she's been acting let me get in touch with them let them know what's going on and uh try to you know just let them know what's going on from his vantage point because he was sure that their head was filled with all kinds of nonsense at that point and up to this point the uh, husband didn't really try to reach out to too many people for a couple of reasons. He did not want to give the, the uh, image that he was, you know, trying to cause more division, pull all their friends onto his side, but also uh, he was just kind of humiliated and embarrassed by the whole thing, the way it was playing out, and uh, just couldn't stomach being around the, his old friends. And having to explain yet once again what's going on and the heartache that he was feeling because of it. But in this instance, he says, well, just to clear the air, uh, I will reach out to them and try to make sense of all of this. Or help uh, try to make sense of this in their mind, you know, explain what's going on. So he contacted them or tried to contact them, left a message on there. That was back in the day when they had answering machines, you know, the actual answering machine with the little reel-to-reel tape, you know, little cassette tapes, and no answer back. So a few days later, he calls back again. Uh, One of them, I believe it was the husband, picked up the phone, hello, and he says, oh, yeah, hi, this is so-and-so, and, and, you know, uh, I know you guys were with my wife, few weeks, or a week ago or so, and I just wanted to talk to you guys to clear the air. Can can we meet together? Well, uh, yeah, I guess we can, you know, but we're kind of busy right now. We'll have to call you back and set up a time. Oh, okay. Hang up the phone. few days go by, no call back. A few days go by, no call back. Nothing. So, these this other couple that he thought were very close to him and his close friends didn't even want to get together and hear his side of the story for whatever reason, you know? And he said, I don't want to speculate, but I can only imagine what they heard and apparently, just by their actions, believed. said so they didn't even give me a chance to say anything. And he said, it's heartbreaking because I really honestly thought they were my close, dear friends. What's ironic about that, but several of their friends treated him that same way even though his wife even in that situation at that time admitted uh, to that you know our split up is basically my fault and then later they did eventually get back together and um and then later she admitted anybody asked her if the conversation ever come up it was my fault um it was all on me Uh, uh he was You know, I'm not saying he was a perfect husband, but he was a good husband. He didn't do anything to warrant this kind of behavior from me. It was my fault. And you know what? None of those friends that treated him like dirt, even though she admit they were her friend, but not his friend, even though he was the innocent party in that regard. Now, of course, it takes two to tango. We understand that. So he wasn't perfect. Perfect but when she's sitting there admitting i went crazy i'm the one that was the problem um they another my point is that these friends of theirs of this couple sided with her and she admits she was the one doing wrong i mean openly admitted it i'm not trying to make this up not trying to throw her under the bus it's just she admitted it okay and then later on and and i don't even think she realized what was happening at the time But later on, when they got back together and they were together for a while, hey, let's go hang out with so-and-so. We haven't seen them in a while. He says, no, absolutely not. I don't know that they ever had that discussion as to the why. He just refused. He didn't need those kind of people in his life calling him friend that wasn't there for him when he really needed them the most. Now, I um, said that. I shared that because I know a lot of you people out there maybe have experienced something very similar, but I I said that because I see this type of behavior in the church world a lot, and I know it happens everywhere, okay, but it's not supposed to happen in the church world. I I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it where couples uh, um, have problems in their marriage and... It seems like others side with the one who caused the problems instead of the one that was, um, to use this word, victimized in that relationship. And and again, I don't want to point fingers or name names right now, but there's a couple in my head right now that I can think of. Uh, um, the husband, and they were pastors of a church. The husband messes around and gets caught. The, the wife just can't take it anymore because this guy was really, you know, just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. The wife just couldn't take it anymore divorces him. Now, That the, the pastor, the male, the man, is working with all these different people, all these different churches, all these different groups. He never openly repented, never repented to his wife, never made it right. You know, now his ex-wife, I should say, but never made it right. And none of those people are treating her with any kind of honor or dignity at all but they're treating him like oh you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and it's really a sickening kind of thing because this is the problem in the in the church world that we see that we often come to the side of the person that is the victimizer instead of coming to the side of the victim and i've seen this in in many cases even in child abuse and child molestation and spousal abuse even. You know, um, a little child could be molested by, you know, somebody. Uh, Grandparent, uh, older brother, um, uncle. Often it's an uncle. And people start feeling so sorry for the victimizer because, oh, he must have had a bad childhood. Oh, he was treated bad when he was a kid. Oh, there must be something really broken in him. We need to really pray for him. And then now the victim, this little child, little boy or little girl, is hurting and broken and seeing all the people that should be protecting the child, that child is now watching everybody coming to the side of the person that victimized him or her. So can you imagine being five years old, four years old, five years old, or even a little older? But somewhere around there, Uncle Jojo does all kinds of heinous, horrible, terrible things to you, right? And the rest of the family... Um, maybe not runs right to his side, but they start making excuses for Uncle Jojo and his behavior. Oh, you you don't understand when Uncle Jojo was four years old, he was molested. Oh, you don't understand Uncle Jojo had a really love uh, or, or you know really hard life. Oh, you don't understand the way Uncle Jojo's father treated him or mother treated him. You don't understand the the problems that he's had. So we you know we've got to be careful with Uncle Jojo. And here's little Billy or little Sally. Four, five, six years old, that was the victim of that abuse, the victim of that sexual abuse. And, you know, and they're young and they're very naive. Now they're broken and they're hurting inside and they're scared. And the people that should come to their side and build them up and love them through the hurt and pain are watching all these adults that should be protecting them pretty much sympathize with the victimizer, Uncle JoJo. Now, of course, I just made up a bunch of names. I don't have an Uncle Jojo, so don't go looking in my family tree for Uncle Jojo. And if you happen to have one, please share. (laughs) If if you happen to find out that I have an Uncle Jojo, um, I'm just making up this story as I go. That's one of the problems that we've had in our culture and our society as a whole. And that's one of the problems that I see in so many families. I know of a family that uh, there was a um, a uh, kind of an adopted son. Uh, it was another family member, lost the parents. So a family member adopted that, um, this, this young man as their son, but he was a little bit older than the natural children of this couple. And this adopted son, of course, he's messed up, and I understand that. He's lost his mom and dad. He doesn't know what's going on. Uh, very confused, but he molested sexually molested his uh, w- which would have been a cousin, but you know cousin slash brother because now he 's adopted into this family and later on, when it was all brought out and everybody found out, it was kind of swept under the rug, it was kind of swept under the rug and and that young man was still allowed to live in that home, and uh this young and the natural son was really hurt, broken, uh, and still is today because of all of that and bears the scars of it. And now the lifestyle of somebody that was sexually abused and not protected, and that's the biggest thing, not protected. It was all kind of swept under the rug. We don't talk about this. We don't deal with this. And a lot of families do that in such a way that it actually, it, it, the, the person, the victim of these heinous um, crimes, if you will, or actions are hurting and broken and nobody's there to, to, to heal them and bring healing to them. They're, they're confused. They're, can you imagine that for just a moment? Being in a situation where you are the victim of, of something of that nature whether it be you know uh, sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, and the people that should be coming to you to help you out and stand with you and help you through that horrible thing. Or they're basically, they're telling you, shh, we don't talk about this. And then they're making excuse for the victimizer, the person that hurt you, the person that abused you. The person has sexually molested you. And unfortunately, that's what we've done. And in a lot of Christian circles, we talk about grace and we talk about mercy. Those are all wonderful things, but not when you have a victim right there that's still hurting and still broken and needs. And part of the support he or she needs from you is the fact that you're going to stand up for them. And make sure that the victimizer is no longer able to victimize them or anybody else. That in and of itself brings a lot of healing to people. But we've we've neglected to do that all for the sake of grace. All for the grace or of the sake of mercy. And that's not grace or mercy because look what it's doing to the person who's already been victimized. And actually, that's the cowardly way out. That's that's in essence saying I'm too much of a coward to face this and do anything. So let's just hush it all up to try to make it all go away. I'll throw out this concept or this word grace. I'll throw out this word mercy and we'll just, you know, zip it all up. It's over. It's done. We can't do anything about it. Let's go home. Let's just, let's just, la, 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 la. It didn't happen. And yet there's somebody that's close to those people, still broken, still hurting, and still victimized because they know nobody really cared about them. Where's the grace and the mercy for the victim? Where's the grace and the mercy for that little child? Where's the grace and mercy for, well, with my original story, for the husband that didn't do anything to deserve being treated that way, not only just by his wife but those who called him friend, where was the grace and mercy in all of that? And this other couple that I had mentioned, where's the grace and mercy in other pastors and church leaders, um, you know, snuggling up to a husband that treated his wife so horribly? Where's the grace and mercy in rejecting her and treating her with disdain? and distancing themselves from her. I Me personally, I would never work with this guy again until he, until he, number one, repented openly. And when I say openly, I'm talking about openly so that the world could hear his repentance. Number two, he has to repent to his wife. Now, I'm not saying she'd ever want to get back together with him, and I wouldn't blame her. But he needs to humble himself and repent and beg her forgiveness. And then number three, take some time out of the ministry. When I say some time, a minimum of 12 months, a full year minimum to get his head together, retrain himself, and be with some strong men that'll help him overcome his lusts and perversions that led to that victimization of his wife to begin with. That's the only way I could work with him. Otherwise, the song that comes to my mind, you know, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back. And that's the way I feel about it. You know, well, where's your grace and mercy for him? Well, he's still standing. He doesn't have any broken legs. There you go, grace and mercy. That's all I'm going to give him. But I'm going to give her a ton of grace and mercy. Why? She was the victim. She was the innocent one in this whole situation. And I don't understand why the church world doesn't understand this. What? Why can't we get that through our thick skulls? All right, well, Jesus would, okay, then Jesus can have him. I can arrange the the meeting. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. I am so sick and tired of the victims still being victimized by the very people that should come to their side and help them. And that's the way it's going, unfortunately, in our world and even in the church world. And really what it comes down to again, and I'm going to say it again, it comes down to cowardice. That's what cowards do. Cowards try to, try to sweep everything under the rug and they hyper-spiritualize their cowardice by throwing out words like grace and mercy. So anyways, I, I, I hope that ministered or spoke to somebody, you know, because it's one of those things that we've got to turn around in the church world. We've got to start standing up for righteousness. We've got to start standing up for the victims. We've got to start standing up for the innocent in every situation. I want to read this article because there's something that there is somewhat of a connection. I'm going to do my best to try to make the connection by what I started out with and this. And if I can't, forgive me, but both are really needed to be heard. Because um, uh, before I get into this article, we have right here in my own um, area, this group called Cancel the Contract. That's the name of their group. And what they're trying to do is cancel the city's Contract here in Lancaster and Palmdale with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Our streets are patrolled by L.A. County Sheriff's deputies. We have a a department here in Lancaster and a department in Palmdale. And they're contracted out by the city. In other words, the city fits the bill for them being here because we don't have our own police department. So there's this group, cancel the contract, wants to get rid of the Sheriff's Department completely in our entire area <clears throat> and <clears throat> and i don't know do some type of w- weird self-policing because they think that not having the sheriff's deputies out on the street is better for our community no policing in our community is somehow better and as soon as the defund the police move started happening in la county where they literally started to defund the sheriff's department, crime went crazy. And then we have this soft on crime DA and um, Gascon, and he won't really prosecute anybody. So crime is going nuts right here in our own town that used to be fairly safe. And uh, so Palmdale, Lancaster, see this huge rise in crime. L.A. County as a whole is this huge rise in crime, violent crime and theft and all this. And uh, so all the ingredients needed for crime to rise are there because of all these liberal Democrats that are in control, these left-leaners that are making this possible. And so we have this group, cancel the contract. You know what? If some things don't change, ladies and gentlemen, If some things don't change, I don't really like to do this too often, but I'm getting to at my wit's end. If some things don't change, I just might come on here on an episode and call these people out and people like them. I just might stop trying to be the nice guy and just start naming names. I mean, I've already created a lot of enemies. What's a few more enemies? It's okay. Because the truth... I don't know why, but the truth is one of the ugliest things to some people. People that live in a fantasy land, the truth is the ugliest thing to them. It's like the LGBT community. When you come by and you just say, no, men can't straight. Men can't have babies. Things of that nature. Um, you know, men, if you have certain um, <clears throat> appendages, you're a man, whether you like it or not. And if you are lacking those <clears throat> appendages, you're a woman, whether you like it or not, that kind of fact and that kind of truth really bothers the left, really bothers them. They can't handle the truth. So I'm just thinking maybe if I have to, and I pray to God that I don't have to. I pray to God these people start using you know some of the brain cells that God has so graciously given them. And if they don't rap something, I'm going to just start calling names. You know, I'm going to go on here and I'll get my facts straight. I'll take the words right out of your own mouth. And I'll just say it. Because I'm sick and tired of this garbage happening in my world. But more than that, happening right here in my own backyard. And uh, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to stand up and start, you know, naming names. And we have done that to a certain degree. But... Honestly, I don't think enough because some of these people, I don't even think if they listen to my podcast, they might not even think I'm talking about them until I name their name. I mean, that's just how, I mean, I hate to say it, ladies and gentlemen, that's just how dumb some people are. Anyways, let me get on with this. This, this article, it, um, the title of it says defund police Democrat gets violently attacked now demands holding criminal (laughs) criminals accountable. I want to say that again. Defund police Democrat gets violently attacked, now demands holding criminals accountable. So I hope some of you over there at the cancel the contract listen to this episode and or reads this article. And there's I'm sure there's a lot of articles very closely related to this because defund the police or cancel the contract is one of the dumbest things anybody can come up with. That I've ever heard in my entire life and I mean that with everything in me it is it is the type of thing that and I'm being honest with you ladies and gentlemen I'm not trying to lay it on thick for shock value I'm just telling you the truth defund the police that whole concept that idea or cancel the contract depending on where you stand in that you know uh is literally I I can't think of any other reason that somebody would come up with something so foolish Except mental illness, you know, and maybe that mental illness is brought upon by, I don't know, maybe they're just physically tired. Maybe they don't eat right. Maybe they're on drugs or drink too much uh, or there's some kind of genetic thing. I don't know. But nonetheless, this is not what normal people, healthy, emotionally and mental healthy people come up with. This is the product of a mental illness. And what's so sad in our day in our culture that so many people give uh, even a moment for these mental illness, um, these these people with mental illnesses that push this stuff? Why there, there's some there's people out there that actually listen to them as if they have something worth. Say, I mean, you know, oh, what you're saying is so valuable, so wonderful. Yeah, let's get rid of the police so that there's nobody standing between the citizen, the law-abiding citizen, and the criminal. Yeah, that's a good plan. No, ladies and gentlemen, it is not. That's the product of mental illness. And let me read this. So the picture that goes along with this article is a young lady, Um, at least for the most part, except for the blood trickling down her head. She's a uh, pretty good-looking uh, young lady, and again, she's got blood trickling down the side of her head and splattered on what would be what the right side of her face, going all the way, making it down to her neck. Is splattered up against her nose a little bit, and she looks um, very distraught in this um, picture. And I'm, I don't blame her. I would be distraught if I had blood trickling all over my head because somewhere on her head, she's got an open wound that's causing this blood to come out. And again, the title of this is Defund the Police Democrat Gets Violently Attacked Now Demands Holding Criminals Accountable This is by Ryan Saavedra September 7th, 2023 So that was yesterday. You know what, I read another article by Ryan Saavedra from a couple days ago. Anyways, it says Minnesota DFL party official who championed defunding the police during the George Floyd riots has since changed her position after being violently attacked this week. Savanthi Sathanandan, that's a big name. Hopefully I said it correctly. The second vice chairwoman for the DFL posted an image of her bloodied face from the attack on Tuesday, explaining that she was carjacked at her home while her children were present. So ladies and gentlemen, this young lady who is pushing for the defund the police in minnesota she was carjacked at her home with her children present and she's took a picture of herself with blood coming down her face and down in onto her neck because she was violently attacked in this carjacking says four very young men all carrying guns beat me violently down to the ground in front of our kids she wrote in a Facebook post that included a photo she took of herself. The young men held our neighbors up at gunpoint. So it wasn't just her, ladies and gentlemen. The young men held our neighbors up at gunpoint when they ran over and tried to help me, all in broad daylight. You see, when you defund the police and the police aren't around because you've taken their money away, and now they're just bare-bones skeletal crew, so to speak, this is what happens in broad daylight. It emboldens these criminals. And they don't care. They'll do it in broad daylight. Why? Because they know even if the police do get there, it's going to be, you know, they're not going to get but a slap on the wrist. Why? Because you defunded the police. Goes on to say, Look at my face in the picture. This is the face of a mother who just got the, uh, I'll say it this way, ladies and gentlemen, poop beaten out of her. A mother whose only thought was, let me run far enough and fight hard enough so that my kids... Have a chance to get away, she continued. This is the face of a mother who just listened to her four year old daughter screaming non stop, her seven year old son wailing for someone to come help because bad guys are murdering his mama in the backyard, her neighbor screaming in outrage, all while being beaten with guns and kicked or and kicks and fists. So this happened in her backyard, ladies and gentlemen. It didn't just happen on the street, like maybe she parked. Her car at the curb. This happened in her backyard. I don't know the setting of her house, so I'm assuming that maybe she had a detached garage or something because it was a carjacking, at, at least originally. And this beating took place in her backyard on her property, in her sanctuary, if you will, what's supposed to be her safe place away from the rest of this world. So this one that pushed the defund police nonsense in Minnesota is now getting beat down with her children watching in her safe place, her own backyard. Unbelievable. She said that she has a broken leg. Ooh, the picture doesn't do justice then. She says she has a broken leg, deep lacerations on her head and bruising and cuts all over her body. "'All I have is rage,' she said. "'These men knew what they were doing. "'I have no doubt they have done this before, "'yet they are still on our streets, "'killing mothers, giving babies psychological trauma "'that a lifetime of therapy cannot erase "'with no hesitation and no remorse. "'I am now part of the statistics. "'I wasn't silent when I fought these men "'to save my life and my babies, "'and I won't be silent now,' she continued. "'We need to get illegal guns off our streets.' Catch these young people who are running wild, creating chaos across our cities and hold them in custody and prosecute them, period. Oh, but uh, I'm sorry, you are pushing defund the police. They don't have the money or the resources to come to your, to your aid um, because a lot of the officers are leaving these police departments because it's too difficult for them to get their job, ma'am, to do their job. And so because of that, they're leaving, they're resigning, they're quitting or taking early retirement because there's no money there for them. They just wanted to do their job, ma'am. And people like you uh, stripped away their ability to do their job. That's why you got beat down in your own backyard. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I know it's painful to hear that, especially after you have a broken leg cut head, bruises all over your body, and your children are psychologically damaged. But I'm sorry, ma'am. You sort of did this to yourself. Not trying to take away the blame of these young men that came and beat you down, because they do belong behind bars. But tell me, you defunded the police. Who's going to come and get them? Anyway, something to think about, ma'am. Something to think about. And those of you who are for this cancel the contract, I want you to put down the crack pipe for just a minute. And think about this, who's going to come to your aid when somebody's beating you down in your own home or your backyard or on the street or in the mall or wherever it might be? Who's going to come? I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but there's fewer sheriff's deputies here in our region to come to your help when you desperately need them because of people like you doing what you're doing. I hope you never need them, but um, just in case you do, maybe you should stop the nonsense. This article goes on to say, look at my face. Remember me when you are thinking about supporting letting juveniles and young people out of custody to roam our streets instead of holding them accountable for their actions, she added. (laughs) Maybe she should have thought of that before this beatdown. I'm not trying to make light of it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really not. But this is what happens when you push that narrative and that idea in the culture and society you live in. Defund the police. Then there's fewer cops on the streets stopping the violence. That's what happens. Let's go on. We are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me, she wrote on Facebook at the time. Dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. In a separate post, she praised the Minneapolis School Board for pulling police officers out of the schools. MPD should have no place in our children's schools, she wrote. So this was her stance... Um, back in 2020, I'm sorry, I forgot to read that one line. As noted by the New York Post, Sathanenden, I think that's how you say her name, called for defunding the police back in 2020. We are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me. She wrote on Facebook at the time, dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. In a separate post, she praised the Minneapolis School Board for pulling police officers out of the schools. MPD should have no place in our children's schools, she wrote. <clears throat> well, again, I just, I'm sorry. And I really hate to do this because she just got a beatdown of her life. The beatdown of her life, I should say. And it's costing her. But you know what? I'm sorry. You know, she was pushing for dismantling the Minneapolis Police Department just... Three years ago, maybe a little less than three years ago, but about three years ago, she's pushing. And I don't know if she got her way, but she sure, she certainly is paying for her decisions and what she is calling for. And that's unfortunate, ladies and gentlemen, because, you know, again, here we have cancel the contract. Now, I don't know if any of the people that are on this board or in this movement, if you will, or that are part of this group have ever been... You know, violently attacked. Um, but I do know that there's a lot of people being violently attacked in our streets because of all this nonsense, directly related to this nonsense. Our sheriff's department, both in Lancaster and Palmdale, are running pretty much on skeleton crews. They desperately need to hire more deputies and put them on our streets. But there's a problem going on right now because of the hostile environment that's been created for our Sheriff's Department, both in Lancaster and Palmdale. We have deputies that are coming onto the force. They don't want to come up here because of nonsense like this. Okay, but those are the ones that are existing. But fewer and fewer and fewer people are actually applying to be part of the la county sheriff's department because it's so it's so messed up on so many different levels and then we have these citizens groups cancel the contract well crime is going up why in god's name anybody that has any common sense three brain cells or more why would anybody want to cancel the contract with the LA County Sheriff's Department when crime is going up they're crying defund the police defund the police dismantle the police department dismantle the police department and as this young lady in this article what was her first name again i want to address her proper appropriately Shivanti Shivanti her, her first name is spelled S H I V A N T H I Shivanti if i'm saying that correctly Shivanti uh, Shavanti, I, uh, you know, you, you cried for the dismantling of the Minnesota Police Department. Um, I know at least to a certain degree you got what you wanted in that regard, but you didn't really factor in the other part of that, the beatdowns that are coming not just to you, but many of the citizens in that area because there's fewer cops. And those fewer cops have, um, they just are not funded and they don't have the resources to serve and protect the way they are trained to and the way they want to. And they can't do the job they signed up for. I'm sorry, uh, Shivanti, but because of people like you. Now, I am truly, truly, truly sorry, Miss sathanenden uh, Again, uh, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. I truly am sorry for this. Nobody deserves it. Nobody needs that. It doesn't matter where you stand on this. It, nobody deserves that. But just understand... In a very big way, I am very sorry about this, and I apologize deeply, and and I'm heartbroken about this. However, you brought this on yourself, and you brought this on many other citizens in your area, in your city, because of your dismantle, the Minneapolis Police Department rhetoric and nonsense. And those of you who are here in Lancaster or Palmdale or the surrounding areas that have that same vision— to cancel the contract or defund the police, however you want to say it, defund the sheriff's department, you are bringing crime to our area. You are directly responsible for the rising crime in our area. <coughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, in our area. You are directly responsible for it. Because the moment the citizens start saying, defund the police, it emboldens the criminals whether or not we actually defund the police. But when enough citizens start crying that, and they actually do start defunding the police, the criminals are emboldened even more. As a matter of fact, it creates criminals. <laughs> what I mean by that is the person that's sort of on the fence, maybe they didn't grow up in a, a, a good household, but they haven't really committed any crime or nothing to really, you know, nothing that's that big of a deal. Um, they get boldened, emboldened, When they know, oh, there's no consequences for my actions? How do I know this? When you start seeing all these video clips coming out of places like, uh, I don't know, Nordstrom's, I believe was one of them, Macy's, um, these high-end stores, where these mobs of young people just walk in and start grabbing things, fairly expensive things, by the way, off the rack and then walking out, not running for their lives because there's some security guard or a cop chasing them with a gun, but they just walk out like they I'm not even gonna say like they own the place because people who own the place don't treat it that way but like nobody can do anything and the reality of it is nobody can do anything I mean it's that sad why because we have such that we have created an atmosphere we have created uh, cities we've created atmosphere that protect the criminal and make the uh average citizen the victimizer and we are treated like criminals when we just want to stop criminal activity so the criminals are treated as if automatically like they're innocent whether you can have them on camera you can catch them red-handed but the person who catches them gets in trouble for stopping them this i mean this is absolutely completely and totally backwards so cancel the contract that's so absolutely moronic defund the police that is one of the most stupid foolish things i've ever heard in my entire life in my 56 almost going on 57 years of existence that's one of the most stupid things especially when crime is rising especially when we have these these um videos of these mobs of young people going in stores and doing this and committing crime it's ridiculous oh but we need to cancel the contract. Because there's some people actually stupid enough. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, stupid enough to believe that the existence of a police force in the city causes these criminals to commit crime. Like they're angry or something that there's actually a cop in the city. I'm so angry because there's cops. I'm, I, 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 I've never stolen anything before, but I'm gonna go into that Macy's and steal me a jacket and a pair of pants and some really expensive shoes and maybe a watch. Because I'm angry. I mean, does it get any more ridiculous than this? Now, one of those videos where it just showed all these young people in a high-end store stealing clothes and stealing things like that. I mean, just armfuls of clothing off the rack and walking out. AOC, you know, she's that, uh, what was it, congressperson, center, whatever she is. She's just an idiot uh, from New York. Well, you know and I'm gonna paraphrase here, do my best to sound like her. So imagine my eyes bugging out of my head as I stare at you and my little, you know, the little, uh, my my eyelids kind of shaking and that little vein in my neck shaking. Well, you know, um, when people are hungry and, 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 and they haven't had any food, no bread to eat in the house, they're going to go steal. They're going to go steal the food. They're going to go steal because, you know, they're hungry and, you know, they're just hungry. And, and these kids just haven't eaten anything. Today and, and they're just going to go steal because they're hungry. She's one of the biggest embarrassed. in the United States I, I, I need to figure that out and get the exact quote on her because it was just ridiculous when I heard it I almost did a whole episode on it but it was just so absolutely ridiculous that quite frankly I did not want to waste my time talking about something so foolish and so stupid but then I got to thinking about it later especially after reading this and seeing this going maybe I should because my goodness somebody voted for her I mean there's I mean no matter how stupid I think she is There's people that voted for that. So putting them on a, I I don't know, lower IQ level than even she, it's ridiculous. Uh, um, It's ridiculous. It it makes me wonder. So you have people that are running our government, helping to run the United States of America from the great state of New York. I know it's not so great because they keep voting for people like this. But nonetheless, I'll, I'll leave it at great state of New York. And she's helping to run the United States of America. And then we sit back and wonder, why are there so many problems here? Uh, well, when we keep electing people with um, a two-digit IQ, what, what is the IQ level of the person that actually went and voted for that person? You know, um, So she has a little D next to her name. I used to think that was for Democrat. Uh, but I can think of other words that start with D that apply to her and her voters even better than Democrat. Um, I'll just leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. You could use your imagination and think of these things, but it really is silly and foolish when people like that get in to think that you know, 25, 30, whatever. I didn't count all the young people that just went in there. So let's just say 30. 30 young people go into a store and start grabbing expensive clothing, watches, uh, dresses, shoes, right off the rack, and just walking out without anybody stopping them. That automatically, all of those young people are just—they're just hungry. They haven't eaten, and they need to buy some food. They need to get some food. Well, I don't know about you, but I'd be at the supermarket stealing some food if I was hungry. If, ladies and gentlemen, I don't steal, you know, but if I was at that place where I was just starving, I was just so hungry. And I needed some food. Um, there's there's the supermarket down the street I can go steal from. Or there's Macy's down at the mall I can go steal from. Yeah, I'm going to go steal a, a fur coat at Macy's. That'll make some great soup. Come on. Are we really that stupid, ladies and gentlemen? She thinks we are. To even push that. And I know that there's a lot of voters Democrat voters that were just shaking their head, a little tear coming down their cheek. Oh, oh yeah, those those young people were just hungry. They were just hungry. Bull crap, bull. They could have. If that was the case, if they were just broke and hungry and couldn't afford food, they would have been at Ralph's or Vaughn's or or Food for Less or Sprouts, you know, or what's the other one? Whole Foods. If they really wanted some whole food. <laughs> They would have been robbing there. They would have all ran in and grabbed some steaks or something. Now, I hope no supermarkets get knocked over. I hope I didn't give them any ideas. But that's what people do when they're really hungry. They don't go steal things that they can't even really sell. They go steal what they need, especially when it's just something like that, food. If you're thirsty, you know, if you're thirsty and you're dying of thirst and you're so thirsty and you don't have no money to buy any water, You don't go steal a fur coat so that you could trade that for a bottle of water. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. How that person got voted in? AOC. I mean, come on. I can only imagine what AOC stands for, too. I won't say anything, ladies and gentlemen, because I try to keep it clean here. Do my best to keep it clean. But I am at my wit's end with some of these people. And not just those people, because they are who they are. I'm at my wit's end with the people who vote for these people. I, 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 Am Am I the only one? I mean, come on. Anyways, back to this article. Well, I finished reading the article. Just When I say back to it, I just looking at this picture again. So she's got a broken leg, cut on the head, cuts and bruises all over her body where they beat her down. And she was the one saying, defund the police. Let's dismantle... The Minneapolis Police Department, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're not so foolish to fall for this and get caught up in this. Please, no, 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 please, no. Cancel the contract. I, I, I'm just, let me put it this way. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna plead with you for, with all of you for just a moment that maybe bought into this a little bit. Please stop for your own good, for my good, for the good of our cities. Please stop. Let's turn that around and say no refund the police. Let's get our police well funded. Let's get more cops out there. Do they need better training? Maybe. But quite frankly, at this point, you know what they need training in? To give these people, like this, who gave this woman a beatdown, they need training in how to get out there and beat them down before they beat down the citizens. As far as I'm concerned, you give up your rights the moment you start stepping into that type of crime. You step into violent crime, especially when you're armed. Um, yeah, that, that just opens the door for somebody to give you a beat down for all I care and for all I, you know. That's just it. Uh, you know, you, you you pull a gun on somebody, immediately you gave up your right to um, to uh, not get beat down. Let me put it that way. Um, that's just where I'm standing at on this. Defund the police. no. Let's refund them and fund them well. If we're going to spend our hard-earned tax dollars on anything, uh, let's give it to our local police department so that they can protect us well. I like the idea of being able to go to bed at night, not worrying about criminals out on the street breaking in to harm me or my family. I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird that way, but I kind of like living in safety. How about you? Is that something you like or do you want to? defund the police as well thank you for choosing table flippers podcast to find our merchandise page go to gwcclancaster.org then find the table flippers link click on it and it'll take you right there until next time have a fantastic day say goodbye chippy goodbye